calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Scam Wow. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Bradnick. And I'm Sue Smith. And, and we, we love scams. scams. We love scams, you guys. We love scams. We love this pod. Um, we've gotten so many amazing comments and people reaching out to us on Insta. We're hearing about new scams constantly. Constantly. We're trying to keep up with all the scams. There's so many. They're blowing us away. Mm-hmm. So, Sue, I really want to... I. Really quick, and then we'll get into more stuff. I was so touched. We had a listener contact us because she had something going on in her life personally and ask us um, via Facebook, a Facebook message, is this a scam? And it was very sweet that we could help her. And Yes, it was really sweet. A listener contacted us and she was like, I think this guy is catfishing me. Do you think this is a scam? And I was like, oh my God, we're saving the world. <laughs> we were so honored and we were like, yes, that's a hundred percent a scam. <laughs> and also, whenever it comes to men, if you have a minor thought that it could possibly be a scam, it's, it's a, a scam. scam. <laughs> For sure, it's a scam when it comes to men. No, yeah. No shade, so men, guys, but you're scammy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're offering a new service. If you're afraid of anything in your life, you can send it to us because we yes. will, of course, help. If you're afraid of anything, spiders, <laughs> whatever. You'll say, is, is that it, spider a scam? Is it scamming know. me? It's going to bite me and I'm going to itch. Is that a scam? For sure. Yes, it is. Kill it. Um, <laughs> we are trying. That said, we've been getting a lot of emails. Thank you. Uh, Thank we're you. trying to respond to all of them. So we might We're not, not get back fast. to you. <laughs> we might not get back to you in time, but like we will get back to you at some point. But we just love you. We just love you we guys. We do. And Thank I you guys. There's so many scams. There's scams about we people come out other religions, scams yeah. happening in other countries, and it's just been lovely. And also, our last episode, we got such a great response for people. Um, I have a family member who um, from my husband's side was involved in a very intense religious community as well. And she said she was so grateful that Rachel and we all sort of illuminated that experience because she had a lot of thinking 
you know, on her side about it. And I don't think it's brought up that often and that casually. And she just was saying she was happy to hear it talked about and that it was brought to the attention and it was very comforting to her. So I was so happy because we were nervous. (laughs) I think we were nervous to talk about it because... Um, we know that like politics and religion are very polarizing topics. And yeah. like we've said, we take our comments in iTunes very <laughs> seriously or like they're very like we read all of them. And when someone comments like negatively, we're like, oh, my God. So I think we had had a comment where someone was like, they why hated do our they, politics. Yeah. Why do they talk about politics? They don't have to talk about politics. So ever since then, we've been very careful. A little gun shy. A little gun shy about politics and religion, and and trying to keep it not that. Um, so but that's also why we hate guns. <laughs> oh no, not gun shy. But, like, not, like, but also, yeah, bow and no. arrow shy or something. Not a gun. <laughs> yeah, never mind. That's a bad word because we do hate guns and we will fight you. <laughs> oh yeah, we will fight you about how much we hate guns for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we just we love you guys. We got some amazing phone calls on our hot tip hotline and you can always give us a call if you have anything going on. We adore it and I live for it. The number is 347-509-9414 and we're going to play one of our calls right now. Hi, this is Bree from Los Angeles. I was just calling to say I love the podcast and I've been a weekly listener since day one. Uh, I wanted to tell you guys about my scam. Uh, I used to work for an SEO company in Orange County for about two years. And, uh, Sue, it is pretty much verbatim your work horror story. Oh my God. And fuck out of people. Like, our whole business model was based on just fucking with people and taking their money because of bullshit SEO. So I worked there for like I said, about two years and ended up being fired because the COO was a misogynist douchebag. So anyways, uh, basically uh, the company was, business was originally filed in Nevada and they weren't operating Mm -hmm. on a proper business license for about half my time there, which was kind of crazy to find out. So who the fuck knows what's going on with them now? Anyways, love you guys. Love the show. Bye. Love Bye. you. That's love so you. similar to my story. Also, uh, that is so similar. Also, Nevada and Delaware are the states to register a company if you want to avoid taxes. Those are the states. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bree, I am so happy you're not there anymore. And we are just, we send you all of our love and we're so glad that you're the fuck out of there and you're baddest thanks for listening we love and I, you we love you and i'm i'm glad that um someone else has had my same experience thank you so much yeah <laughs> and i think i know this brie and i think i love this brie and i just want to say hi i love you and miss you and hope to see you <laughs> Caitlin, is this a member of your extended family <laughs> it might be but i love her she's the sweetest <laughs> but i didn't know about this that's, i'm glad to know we oh. must we must talk about it yeah i think that's the issue is that you feel sort of these men make you feel a little bit ashamed as well. They yeah. Make, they make you, that's what your episode was about. Scamming is very shameful. We love you, Brie. Oh, thank you again. Okay. Uh, we have one more call. We have another call. Great. 
Hi, this is Erica Curry, and I was calling because I wanted to alert SamWow about the Hollywood con that's going on right now. So basically, the FBI is investigating the con queen of Hollywood, and she's a very sophisticated swimmer who is mimicking like she's the head of Marvel and all these different studios and having actors audition in like really sexually explicit ways and also uh, transporting them. Like, if they get somewhere, they will put up a bunch of money up front, but it's going to them. Um, there's a ton of people. It's affected hundreds of people on, like, four different continents, and I would love to hear a podcast more about it. The Hollywood Reporter just wrote a really in-depth article, but I'd love to hear your take on it. I can be uh, reached on Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, and I can't wait to hear how it goes. Thanks, A hundred percent we're going to do this. We have to do this. I heard of this, Erica, and I heard, I think they were, and we will get into it more, I think they were acting act, asking actors to, like, put up money, and they're like, oh, the, the studio will pay you back, <sighs> and you, you get this flight and all this stuff, yeah. And they were fronting as these industries. And my sister was actually telling me she works in LA in the film industry that they are really cracking down on stuff because there's been multiple, multiple fraudulent, fraudulent people saying that they're casting directors <sighs> or producers and they do the pay to play things and they take people's money. And yeah. So yes, Erica, thank you. And I will be reaching out to you and we will be covering. This. We have to. Here's the thing. If you're spending money on a casting workshop, you should just or like anything with the casting director, you should just assume that that money is like flush down the toilet and you're never going to get mm -hmm. that back in any way so like yeah it's just sort of like rehearsal for you to keep playing around and yeah get more film on yourself it's, it won't really it's never going to guarantee you anything not that those no. things are bad but that's just how that works no, I want to do another one <laughs> I, I know them. they're fun I like them you meet people <laughs> I love flushing my money <laughs> yeah I love to flush money um I think I have a couple of emails to read okay you guys, we have two emails to read. Um, the first one is from Kira. She's got some tea on the college admissions scams. She oh, says, Kira, update us. Yeah, more updates. Hey, Sue and Caitlin, this is Kira from Instagram. <laughs> I love that that's <laughs> where she's from. <laughs> but honestly, that's how I know everyone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Kira, we've been texting. <laughs> I'm going to be a rising sophomore at Georgetown University where our former tennis coach was involved in Singer Scam. Many people only talk about Olivia Jade in USC, but there's a good amount of tea at Georgetown. Mm. Mm. First, there was an article from the Daily Beast about Isabel Hernandez, who apparently bragged about cheating on her SATs. The article pulled up hella information, including a Prezi, maybe presentation? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's capitalized. Mm -hmm. She made for her class and a blog she made for a class that I ended up taking, which is known as a mm. huge gut. I don't, I don't really understand those words. I know. <laughs> We're too old for this, but I think Wait. I think what you're saying is she cuz she it sounds like she's bragging. So yeah. she did like a presentation about bragging? I don't know. <laughs> the article basically just shit on her which TBH she seemed to deserve and everyone was t talking about it. We have a huge club culture and she was kicked out of the major clubs she was in and eventually kicked out of Georgetown. There were rumors going around that she wore a boot for an injury for almost her all of her freshman year and people didn't really know why but now they think it was to give her an excuse from being on the tennis team 
Oh, that makes sense. Now that's a great idea. That is a good idea because then you don't (laughs) have to take. That was a thought out plan. Yeah. Now this, then you don't have to take gym class, but they don't have gym class in college. Whatever. Now this other student is suing the university for kicking him out after they found out he was one of the students who whose parents paid for his spot on the tennis team. There are a lot Mm -hmm. more details here in an article one of my friends wrote. So we have these articles and. Hopefully, we'll remember to link them in the show notes. Um, <laughs> thanks. I would love to talk, but I don't know how much I, info I want to dis- disclose. And she says, thanks, Kira. So she's talking about That's kids fair. who got kicked out of Georgetown after their parents. It was found out that their parents paid to get them in. Okay. Mm, hot tea. She might. Yeah, I know. She might She might know some of them. She might be friends. Who knows? But um, I'm glad. I think the funniest thing is, yeah, I never really thought through of once you're put on the team, if you're in on this, you know, fraud, how do you not play if you're terrible? Like, I guess there's multiple cats. You got to get a boot. <laughs> you got to get a boot. <laughs> there's one thing you got to do. It's get into college and then get yourself a boot. A hot, sexy boot. <laughs> A cast, an arm sling. An arm sling, anything for your injury. <laughs> a head brace. Uh, neck brace. A neck brace. <laughs> for your head or your neck. <laughs> or anything. All right, I have another Thank email. Thank you. Um, okay. One from Hannah Patterson about uh, Rachel's episode about fundamentalist oh. Christianity. Mm-hmm. This is a sweet one. Hey, ladies, just mm-hmm. first want to say how much I enjoy your show and how intriguing it is to hear about the ways people scam. You're welcome. Thank you. We need the compliment. <laughs> you guys should look into what is called Shomer Nagia, S-H-O-M-E-R-N-A-G-I-A. This is a practice in very strict Orthodox Jewish circles in which one does not touch a member of the opposite sex in any way mm-hmm. before marriage. This includes mm-hmm. handshakes, tapping shoulders, anything. What was des- yes. what was described in the purity ball concept was so strikingly strikingly similar to this, and the circles of Judaism that are strict to this level, women are second class citizens. In mm-hmm. services, women are sat behind a tall curtain and forbidden from leading or actively participating in services. Women mm-hmm. cannot read the Torah, cannot wear a kippah, and cannot wear the talit. They also have strict rules surrounding menstruation called the mikvah, which is essentially Mm -hmm. a baptism, but obviously not a baptism. Women often marry young and have lots of kids and are expected to be virgins, and that includes holding hands. You're not a virgin if you don't hold hands. Ugh. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that, but that's what I'm inferring. Married women mm-hmm. must keep their hair covered in public, and this is considered to be her husband's property. Yes, your fucking natural hair is not your own in this group. You're told from mm-hmm. the beginning that because you are a woman, you are filthy, d- dirty, disgusting in the eyes of God. You can imagine the imbalance of power dynamics at play here. Domestic abuse and violence is a huge problem in these communities, as only the husband may request a divorce from the rabbi. A woman woman stepping out of line will get exiled from the community, and in most cases, that community is the only one she has ever known in her entire life, so she would have nowhere else to turn should she leave. Thank you so much for this episode. I'm really glad brave women and men aren't being bullied into silence anymore and that the perpetual violence can come to an end. I don't want my daughter to ever experience what I did. Love, Hannah in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I know all about this. Really? I know. Yes. I so I grew up um, half Jewish, half Catholic and around some really intense Orthodox 
communities um, where my grandparents lived. And I know um, I visited a bunch of synagogues. We go on synagogue tours because we're Jewish. (laughs) And so, and like old, old ones. Um, I went to these ones in Italy and they, um, they had the separation and women (gasps) weren't allowed to sit over there. Yeah. And so I remember as a kid, really just being fascinated with these old, old rules that are still happening. And I, I've kind of been like highly alert and aware of it because there are a bunch of people like that in, in Brooklyn, in New York. I see these families. All I want is to hope that that person's in a loving relationship. Just think that it's crazy that every single, not every religion, but so many religions have this idea where women are less than and they subjugate women. Well, and it's such bullshit. Yes, yes. And so I, I really do feel like you could find any religion that goes, and if you just go deeper and deeper and deeper, yeah. there's a place where a zillion years ago they decided because they didn't understand women's bodies mm-hmm. that women are gross. It's and awful. That's, and so that's so awful. And then it keeps, yeah, it's really upsetting. And I just don't, I don't begrudge anybody having a community, but when it starts to, I don't know, uh. it's just really sad. Let's introduce okay. our guest. She's yes, fabulous. Yes, guys, we she's amazing. I'm so excited. She's the owner of our podcast network. <laughs> she's a boss bitch. Um, my mom loves her. Like my mom's what? never met her, but it's like that woman is just <laughs> fabulous. Because so we're talking about the creator of More Banana Productions. Me. Kate. 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 Another Caitlin in the room. Another Kate. 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 I can't get rid of these Caitlins. No, we're spreading. We're everywhere. And so you have heard Kate's voice. Yes. Laughing. Yeah. Your last name is Mord. Moldenhauer. Moldenhauer. Listen, it is a beast, that name. Don't worry about it. Your last name is more banana. (laughs) My last name is essentially more banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlin Moldenhauer. Kate's my boss and I'm like, I can't say your name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not offended. But also you have multiple aliases. I'll email you and you're like, on your Skype, you're like, oh, Oh, I have multiple. God, I have like six (laughs) email addresses. That's how you become a boss bitch is you have to have six different e email address. Yeah, because you can endorse yourself from another email address. Oh, I love You know them. what I mean? That's Smart. good. Wait, this is a good time That's to plug huh? our more banana crowdfunding. Yes, it is. So for most of the month of August, uh, we are doing a crowdfunding effort for More Banana because we want to expand our production Mm -hmm. and uh, expand our audience and just become more incredible, even though we're super, super incredible. So many great women. But guess what? In this world, you got (laughs) to, you need money. But like until now, More Banana has been just offering or operating out of like our pocket change and like yeah. Kate's yeah. good nature. Hard work. <laughs> Basically yeah, hard yeah. work and good nature. Elbow grease. Elbow yeah, grease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got, and it's not just like, you know, you're not showing up to morebanana.com slash crowdfund and just handing over your money. We've got t-shirts. We've got tote stickers. Bags. We have moleskin notebooks. No, I don't know. Have, I made I want all of this. <laughs> I'm dreaming about <laughs> tote bags. Maybe there might be tote bags. Oh, who, who knows? <laughs> New rewards will be released We're going to brainstorm go. at this moment more things because Sue and I like products. <laughs> we like things. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, and you can follow all of the updates because we will be blitzing social media like crazy at more banana podcast. Yeah. And so this places. money when you donate is going into like helping us get incorporated, like helping the business 
end of yeah. it gets set yeah. up. It's going into yeah. more editors for us. So Katie and I don't have yeah. to edit ourselves. It's going oh, yes. into marketing and promotion. It's going into like the stuff that we desperately need for the network. So it's yeah, that all the big boys are playing with and we yeah, those we want to compete. Big boys with their big money. Yeah. Their big money. We, Which is what we're going to kind of talk about today too. So we it's very are, related. Guys, oh. this is, okay, so. Okay. This scam came to us because we're on a text chain and Kate is like, did you guys see this new documentary? You've got to read. And Sue and I are like, no. (laughs) Kate's like, I've seen it twice. (laughs) So she's our expert. She's our scam expert. I am. So um, this documentary that you're referring to is The Big Hack on Netflix. um, And it has everything to do with um, Facebook, big data, Cambridge Analytica, and how that like affected the elections. And then also uh, Congress investigating Facebook and having Mark Zuckerberg, you know, in that photo with him and all the the cameras in front of him. Um, And so I, this is a very complex uh, thing and it involves like a lot to do with how our society is changing. Yeah. And so like, where's the scam, right? Yeah. Um, uh, It's kind of hard. It's a little abstract. It's hard to nail down. So I argue that there are three scams going on here. Okay. Wait, let's break down from the beginning. Yeah. Because I I'm already confused. So that, okay, no, <laughs> I'm going to break it down okay, so easy. Good. I, I understand exactly what you okay, mean. Okay, yeah. I just kind of threw a lot of words at I know, you, I but love I'm it. Break it but okay, apart. I want to go nice and slow. Okay, yes. Okay. So in this documentary, what they did is they showed that the big, huge Google and Facebook um, trial and hack that everybody freaked out about, about the Trump election, mm-hmm. was because um, Facebook and Trump... And other campaigns worked with this company called Cambridge Analytica. Yes. And Cambridge Analytica is very smart and complex and was sort of in the dealing with the currency of consumer data. Yeah. And they know how to target their campaigns and manipulate the data and like get people to believe. And that they were able to show people like specific things to help sway them. Mm -hmm. And so that is sort of from this documentary what we gleaned from that and they're yeah. they're not a political company they're just a company and they will they say they're yeah they they're work just for a data who, they'll company. literally go to any side yeah. yeah yeah they'll work for whoever pays them so ted cruz mm-hmm. was paying them and they work for yeah. ted cruz to get people to like ted cruz so they're not right technically yeah. politically affiliated no. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that in the beginning of this episode, you were like, we're going to stay away from politics. But so much of this is, <laughs> this about, is about politics. This is about politics. So. Just don't read and review. It's fine. Yeah. Whoops. Um, so there's three scams I'm going to cover. Okay. So you can think of it as three acts. Oh, okay. I love it. There's, there's Facebook and the data industry. Yep. And how is that a scam? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how can we protect ourselves from it? There's propaganda, mm-hmm. essentially, having to do with the elections and how... I actually um, am somewhat of an expert. I have a degree in Chinese political history. Excuse me. And <laughs> yes, wow. Guys, we're learning so a sorry. lot about Kate. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Wow. Sue. Wow. I, I lived in China. I wrote a thesis. Yeah. Wow. You've had anyway, so many lives. Because <laughs> you also have a catfish marriage or like a 90-day fiancé marriage. I, I, yeah. You guys, there is Listen. an episode about Kate if you want to go back about her Amazing marriage on our 90 Day Fiance episode. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, but anyway, needless to say, I've done a lot of research into propaganda yeah, yeah. Sure. and how you can use it to influence people. And then the third kind of smaller scam, but is really crucial to this documentary, internships. Oh, so we're going to get into that okay. at the end. Okay. okay. But first, we're starting at the beginning. Okay, good. You, Caitlin. Okay, uh, thank you. On Facebook and Big Data. Okay. So we all have Facebooks, yes. right? Because we can't escape it. We're performers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... 
So when you sign up for a Facebook, really simple, you give them your name, gender, date of birth, email address, and sometimes phone number. Mm -hmm. That feels really normal. You get that when you sign up for your email address. So most people are pretty aware that like that information is on the internet, that some company has it. Mm -hmm. right? You don't right? even think about it. You just plug it in and move on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and so from there, what does Facebook do with your data? Well, or, or like any other apps like Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook mm -hmm. and WhatsApp, which is also owned yeah. by Facebook. And then Twitter, which is owned by Jack Dorsey, who's a, like a white supremacist sympathizer. But okay. that's fine. These companies yeah. have your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, oh, gosh. Also like Google Chrome, PlayStation Live everywhere. Anytime you sign like a terms and condition. They're Which taking I never this read. information. I never, nobody Which ever I reads. Nobody read. reads it. It's nobody too reads long. it. And if you read it, it is bizarre what they say they can do. Like if you go deep, like I a deep it. dive into the terms and conditions, it'll say like you know we have permission to take all your personal information and possibly set like it says it in there. <sighs> sell to third parties so that they can blah blah blah. How are these lawyers also comfortable like creating that document? But here's the Money. thing with terms and conditions: if you don't accept, you can't do the thing. So it's like ugh, just accept. Yeah, but sometimes you can't use the product uh right yeah Is that what you're yeah saying? you can't you use it yeah. except to move you forward have to. right it's a contract you're getting a service so you have to sign the contract in order to get it so beyond the information that you like volunteer up all of these uh platforms but mm -hmm. facebook being the predominant one in this story they take uh information like what city do you live in? Where are you signing into things? Like if mm -hmm. you sign into a coffee shop, they know where that location is. Mm. Um, what what Facebook groups do you sign up for? What's your favorite TV show that you click that you like? Mm -hmm. Every ad that you click on, everything you like, they take all this information yeah. and they like build together. They like clump it together and they also like match you with other people and they build these like personalities. Mm. And then that was in the very beginning of Facebook where they would be like, what kind of toaster oven are you? And you take like a yes. quiz and you'd be like, oh my God, guys, okay. I have a hot pink one. Mm. So it's it's so interesting that you say that because that's literally where Cambridge Analytica got all of their personal data is really? from these quizzes. Yes. And it seemed like a BuzzFeed quiz, but it wasn't. No, no. And, and it actually, they didn't even like quiz that many people. It's the mm -hmm. way that Facebook shares data in between friendships and like Facebook groups and stuff mm -hmm. that they were able to access, I think, 40 million people mm. from only 270,000 used the app that they use to get this information. Oh my God. So if you think about like the net, you know, your network, so how many people you're friends with, they're friends with, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's almost like, um, uh, it's like opening up like a river system. It's you like know? the Kevin, uh, Kevin Bacon game. Seven, six degrees of exactly. Kevin Bacon. It's exactly like the Kevin Bacon game. So, um, and all third party, go ahead. I just want to say also that like anytime you log into something with your Facebook account, that, that thing also oh, yeah. has all of your Facebook information as well. Yes. So, so yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Th so these are third party apps. Um, so for instance, Cambridge Analytica made this one quiz that was about like, what is your personality? It was made by a professor. Mm -hmm. um, and he only surveyed 270,000 people, but they were able to just start like sucking in personal data okay. from access to these specific users. So data. once one person uses the quiz, then that basically gives them access to go into your friend's accounts and their yeah. accounts mm -hmm. and their accounts. Because it's in the TNC. You download the, the quiz and, and then literally there's a clause in the quiz for this um, for this app that they were using that says, we will be able to access your friend's data. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but nobody read the quiz. And honestly, like, all, it's not just Cambridge Analytica. Like, any third-party yeah, app sure. yeah. is probably owned by a data it's company. It's probably doing it right now. Yeah. Like, remember Farmville? 
Yeah. yeah. And we all used to like plant and we loved it and whatever. Uh, yes, absolutely. We were playing it for free. Like all of our data of what we were doing with our lives was being siphoned into whoever owns Farmville. <sighs> I know. It feels One crazy. thing that I heard recently that I've been like keeping in mind as I like navigate the internet and shit is that like if you're not the consumer then you're the product so if you're not paying to use anything then somebody's yes. profiting yes. off of you in some way yes yes uh, exactly i love free shit you guys <laughs> no it's no. not fair <laughs> no I, and it's i mean it's i think often the media and and people will portray this like data suck as really scary because it's like, oh, they're monitoring us all the time. That's not truly what they're using it for. Like I'm going to go into what they use data for and why that's a scam. But like it's not like they're not listening to your microphones um, to Allegedly. see what you what kind of product you say. <laughs> yeah. Well, we it, that would that. be like so much work for them to listen to like individual audio and transcribe yeah. it. What it is is just like like we're predictable like, you know, you and I yes. are probably going to buy the same product. Mm, so yes. they're going to suggest it to we us literally and hundreds started of women who are just like lasers. <laughs> At home, late personal lasers that Sue has and I want to buy it. So, so yes. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to squash anyone's ego, but like you're not that unique, particularly okay. when it comes to products. So okay. like the advertising works because they just, they match you with other people who buy stuff you buy. Okay. Mm. So it's one of the things they use the data for. And honestly, like I love Instagram advertising. It's how I find all my products. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Like Instagram, you're doing very good. You know who I am. You're great at advertising Instagram. I will yeah. buy your products. What they're doing is legal. Okay. Okay. All, all of this. And it, it's, it's a huge industry that arguably like is saving us from having like a total economic crash because most of these data companies are based in the U.S. and whatever. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the scam is that there's an argument, particularly here in America, in our constitution, that we have a right to privacy. Mm. And so our private data is actually our property. Mm. And so these companies are stealing mm. our property and then selling it. And we're not getting any royalties. Mm. So there's a huge like political push like, hey, we should be able to sell the rights to our data. Like you sell the rights to your airspace mm. or you sell the right to use your name or you sell like, yeah. you know, that it's a piece of our property and that these companies are making billions of dollars. Off they of are. It. Mm. OK, so that's the first chunk of the scam. That's why Cambridge Analytica exists. That's how they get all this information from us. And that's how they can manipulate us with propaganda. OK, OK. Number so, two. Pop, but this isn't. Well, that's another thing too that I think was scary about this documentary and about this scam is people are like, "Oh, there's you know all of this like manipulation and stuff that we've never seen before, and there's all this fake news and like nobody saw it coming." But it's just propaganda. Mm. It's been around forever. The Nazis were the best at it. Yes, I mean it's been around since like Romans would read out like decrees on the street corner because everyone was illiterate, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. they were just telling you what You're you need to telling believe. Telling people whatever you want. It's also um, this thing called psyops, which okay. is basically propaganda, but it has to do with like psychologically evaluating people so that you can manipulate them. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Okay. Um, the army does it all the time. And in fact, one of my resources I went to, to research it was on like army.com. This oh is how God. we perform psyops. Whoa. It's like, uh, oh, they said that. And they said in the documentary, yes, exactly. Cambridge Analytica or their part. 
their father they work program with worked with the army, army on psyops. Yeah, which is um, the way that creepy, the so army creepy. website defines it is convey selected information indicators to foreign audiences to influence their emotions, motives, objective reasoning, and ultimately their behavior. Whoa. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from army.gov. Okay. Damn. <laughs> so, being real honest. Damn. So, um, so there are there are 80 nif- 89 different kinds of propaganda. I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'm going to describe some of them. Okay. And you're going to be like, these are so familiar. I know exactly what Facebook ad this is. Oh my okay. God. Right? Because mm-hmm. these were all designed by Cambridge Analytica. So what basically what Cambridge Analytica did was they used their tools of propaganda and psyops that they learned from working with the army or working on these other, in the documentary, they show a lot of other foreign elections. Yeah. And applying them to uh, the 2016 election because they were hired by the GOP and by well first by the Trump campaign and then by the GOP Mm -hmm. so okay types of propaganda you can use Uh, there's this type called ad nauseum which is kind of what it sounds like it's tireless repetition using the same phrase over and over and over again it becomes harder to like refute it as truth like Like lock lock her up up. lock her up exactly yeah okay Um, they could not stop themselves yes constant they were chanting it at Trump rallies I mean, it's it was everywhere. Yeah. Even if you weren't a Trump supporter, you you couldn't help. Yeah, but everywhere. and that started from propaganda of, of either videos from rallies or literally just videos that said, you know, lock her and up. And the documentary a guy says, "I came up with that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The- Honestly, Sue, you could be a propagandist. Because you. you work in advertising, you're such a good writer. Nice. I know. I I do think that advertising side. and marketing is like definitely like. Same kind of type. wait, yeah. guys. I don't want to yes. interrupt, but I just want to say, go fund me more banana. Go fund me more banana. <laughs> more banana.com slash more banana. More banana. <laughs> oh, Crowdfund yes. more banana. Let's we need make that the lock. Okay, that's all I say. It really low, <laughs> and they'll never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the another kind of propaganda is the appeal to fear. This feels really obvious, yeah. right? Yes. Um, and a famous uh, example of it. This is really fucked up. But Joseph Goebbels exploited um, the phrase "Germany must perish," uh, claiming that the Allies sought to exterminate the German people, and that he that that was their slogan. Mm-hmm. So to me, this reminds me of like like any language around immigration. Build the wall. Or exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there is a tactic called common man, which is like the plain folks or the common man want to do things this way. And like, particularly if you're talking about a candidate, it's like, I am one of the plain folks. Mm. I'm, one I'm of just the like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, even the slogan, like make America great again, is this idea of like, we're all American and like, we want it to be, mm-hmm. com- you know, for everyone. Or even like, you know, the fact that like Trump was, it's really publicized about him eating KFC. Like I'm a normal mm. person. Yes. Yeah. And then I think Hillary did some of those, like she did oh, some casual things. A lot things, of candidates do. Yeah. Holding yeah. up deuces, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to be regular. Hot sauce in um, the bag. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> then, then there's racially the, insensitive. <laughs> you know, just casual racially sure, insensitive things. Casual. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not. This is not to say that like it's good. Yeah, <laughs> but also like both parties, all candidates are guilty of they this all kind of do thing, it. Oh, yeah. You know, um, so the but but what's unique about it is that these tactics, these using lock her up and and using this kind of like advertising and propaganda to change the way people behave, was put onto Facebook. 
and like siphoned only to specific uh, people. Mm-hmm. So like if you put a piece of propaganda on a bus, if you put lock her up on a bus outside, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone sees mm-hmm. it. And people are like, mm-hmm. you know, they get online and or they talk to their friends and they're enraged about it or people yeah. love it. And it like right. leads to discourse on the Internet. Only the people who want to see it see it. Mm. So these were tailored advertisements mm-hmm. based on those people who had taken personality tests yeah. and based on their friends. Yeah. And it was just targeted to, and I think they said they were targeted to people um, that were sort of in the middle ground. In swing states. Called yeah. Yes. yeah. What did they call them? Oh, I'm thinking, trying to think of the names. Persuadables. Persuadables. Yeah. In, so, but in the documentary, they like would break it down by county. Like they could... Yes, by absolutely. actual county. It's insane. I don't have time to get into this. The Electoral College is also a scam. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's exactly what you're describing. The way they manipulated the election was twofold. They they um, took the personal data in order to understand what people in what specific counties that would make a difference in the Electoral College could be basically like rallied up and fed a lot of propaganda mm-hmm. in order to and people make that, a decision in their favor. Mm-hmm. People that weren't sure. Yeah. Like, these yeah. guys aren't really sure. Let's just show them tons of video mm-hmm. of this and tons. And I, I think imagery is so powerful in our yeah. generation. Mm-hmm. I also think it's probably they targeted people who were in traumatic situations. Mm. Oh, yeah, They're much right. easier to manipulate. Mm. So, you know, you had the economic crisis. You had a lot of, like, um, disenfranchised white voters, which gets brought up all the time, people who would suffer from the opioid crisis, Mm. people who would suffer from the drop in manufacturing. And the Cambridge Analytica was like, oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. These people are looking for something. They don't see themselves represented in the media anymore Mm -hmm. in whatever way they want to be represented. Let's Um, jump on it. Yeah, and they feel like they're suffering because of the government and not because of whatever. Yeah. Um, And so if we feed them an enemy mm. yeah. and a hero, then they will change their minds. And not only like probably, and I'm assuming because Cambridge Analytica hasn't released how they chose these persuadable people, but there's been a lot of like writing over who they think they are. But I would imagine these are um, probably people who wouldn't have voted ever. Mm. Mm. And using this propaganda made them uh, become like active, like overly active mm-hmm. protesters who were like super involved on lines and big advocates for the cause mm-hmm. of Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. So that was all designed. Can you just yeah. repeat um, the common types of propaganda again so that people can watch out for this in... Yes. Because yeah. I don't oh, think... Are there more, though? This There's is more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. have all of them. Okay. But, um, okay. So the next one was... So we had ad nauseum, cause, common man, and appealing to fear. Those are some big ones. Mm-hmm. Another one is cult of personality, mm-hmm. when an individual uses mass media to create an idealized and heroic public image often through unquestioning flattery and praise. Mm. Like, like Instagram the, Well, yeah, but also like The Apprentice. Mm. Like, or or like, uh, I'm the most successful, I'm the most rich. Like that language is a form of propaganda. Mm. And being like, you can't challenge me on it because I have control over like my media outlets mm. and what people see. And anyway. Okay. Mm. Woof. Um, then there's the fire hose of falsehood. So this is when large number of a large number of messages are broadcast rapidly and repetitively so much that it's hard to like 
uh, bring them up as false. Mm. Um, and so this is like, if you're a journalist, you know, you only have so much time to fact check something. Journalists, because they have to follow fact checking and journalistic ethics, cannot keep up with oh, the blood. Slower sometimes. So they can't yes. refute these claims often right. enough as quickly as they well, need to Well, your job be. just has to be a fact checker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah they, they need those. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, okay. So there's many examples. I'm not going to go through all of them. But um, to prove like how well Cambridge Analytica understood exactly what they were going to use uh, this imagery for in the Trump campaign. There's, I got this photo on the internet that I'm going to send to you, Sue, right mm -hmm. now. So I, it looks really like it's it's looks pretty playful, but I'll explain it to you. So it's two mm -hmm. signs. One, he's like, this is if you want to keep people off your beach, mm -hmm. there are two ways. This is his presentation. If you want to keep people off your beach, there are two ways you can do it. You can put up one sign that says public beach ends here, private property. Or you can put up another sign that says warning, shark sighted, keep out. Oh. Yeah. So one is information mm -hmm. and one is like inducing fear response. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he was basically like, this is how we're going to create content for this candidate. Wow. So one is yeah. like and the, so just whatever information and the other is like you might get your leg bitten off and die. Yes, right. exactly. Um, and another, this is, uh, I have an image that's pulled directly from a Facebook ad that was designed by Cambridge Analytica mm -hmm. uh, about the Second Amendment. And they use like, in a, like reference for reference, they're like, um, that there, it's a picture of somebody breaking into a window and it's like the Second Amendment isn't just a right, it's an insurance policy. <sighs> um, and then underneath it says like high neuroticism and conscientious. So if somebody with that personality trait yeah. on Facebook, that a user has those two personality traits, they will target them with a fear-based, like your Second Amendment is so you can protect your home ad. Whereas if somebody is uh, agreeable, as like their personality trait, then they get a, a second amendment ad that says from father to son since the <gasps> birth of our nation. And it's like a father and son with hunting that's rifles. So oh my God. Right? The manipulation. Okay. That's insane. Yeah. They also used uh, the guy with the, the pastel hair who was like the big whistleblower. Brian or something. In, yeah. Yeah. In the uh, documentary <laughs> reference that they used fashion data. So they used like like what kind of clothes you what companies you would buy from. Do you buy from J. Crew? Do you buy from ASOS? Do whatever to con to build like your personality. And then they would dress people in these ads to like match whatever, like if you're a conscientious, uh, high neurotic person, you probably shop <gasps> at, I don't know, Talbots or Ann Taylor. <laughs> and so they would take models that like matched the wow. brand advertisements and create ads. Fuck. So be like, like kind of be like, oh, this looks like a fashion brand. And, wow. but it's like really a political message. Oh my God. And you know what? The, yeah. the thing that was so crazy about this documentary is that the ads that they were showing that they had showed to these, shown to these voters, I had never seen before. Never seen. No, no, no. And you never would yeah. because it doesn't it's match private. your. Yeah. yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah. So, and Facebook won't really release the, release the data that, um, even though they've been subpoenaed a few times recently since the investigation and this um, documentary was made, but it's like they won't release the data that companies, not even just like political uh, companies like Cambridge Analytica, like 
the the documentary focused on them because they really did something intense and impactful and manipulative. But all kinds of companies are right. using mm. this. It is common right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, mostly for advertising and consumer, but but Facebook like won't release these data points. Well, in advertising, like on the accounts we that I've worked on, they like create their guy or like their person right. customer profile. Yeah. yeah absolutely so you do like a voter profile to the point thing. where like the last one was called uh uh oh you even been named? jessica and she like it was like it. the most specific character like what she does on the weekends does she go to brunch where does she go to brunch what kind of shoes she wears like just this made up oh, thing yeah. of people they're trying to target and it's very common yeah there's a lot of like buzzwords in marketing that uh i think Again, people give get more like, banana your money. Yeah, give more banana dot com slash crown bond. Yeah, there's there's but there's a lot of buzzfeeds like affinity, targeted marketing, customer yeah. profile, and all it means is like is this? They're just matching you with a bunch Propaganda. of different things. Yes, yeah. So it, there's like a weird gray line between: am I being scammed and manipulated, or is this like very good advertising? Mm. Yes. I mean, I think the manipulation part comes from they're taking your data your personal information for free from you selling it to people making money off of it and then also not telling you what personal information that is so you can't be like actually I don't want you to know that I like this product or actually mm -hmm. like I'm mm -hmm. not going to buy the thing because I know you know this about me like they, we don't have access to that yeah but what you can do is go on and like change all of your privacy settings and unlike a bunch of things I mean I guess the data that's taken is taken but you can probably go in and make yeah. more things a little more fine-tuned well yeah. and then Cambridge Analytica would argue we're not in and they did argue in this thing we're not in the voting booth with you we're not forcing you to vote a certain way right and I think there was some data, I remember Alan, my husband was telling me, there's some data that some of the Cambridge Analytica stuff did not actually work, that some people weren't sure. actually swayed. So it's sort of gone back and forth. It, you can't d like definitively say, but these are disgusting <laughs> But tactics. I mean, it's it, pro propaganda is actually a war crime. Yes. Like it, it, it has to be, for the most part, like the Geneva Convention says that using propaganda on um, prisoners of war is like what you can be held accountable for. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's hard to determine like out in the real world what is propaganda, what is advertising, what is like opinion. But technically like, yeah, there's a huge discussion in international affairs that it's like companies shouldn't be doing propaganda. Politicians shouldn't be. So if it falls under these, these like some of the definitions I described earlier, mm -hmm. it's like they're doing something that's, like borderline a war crime. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so what you're saying though, like with your experience in propaganda and your degree in propaganda is that these are things and tactics that are used over and over again that are very Absolutely, common yeah. in different um, countries. countries and political fascist regimes throughout history. Right. Yeah. Right. So anything that, propaganda-wise that has to do with emotional manipulation, whether that is, um, uh, what was it, like appealing to fear or making up false truths and false claims in order to appeal to that fear, that has been used by, yeah, like Russia famously, uh, Goebbels during World War II. The like, Nazis. Yeah, I mean, it's used by fascist authoritarian re regimes all the time. And it, it becomes... 
really dangerous when you limit the amount of information that people are getting because you can be bombarded with propaganda, but if you're being presented with all information, you get to make your own decision. Right. When Facebook is only showing you propaganda for one opinion, that is fascism. <gasps> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So that is what happened. And it's, I mean, it like... It's shitty political stuff, but also like the scam of it is that they're using our personal, like our private yeah. property, our right to private property, and they're selling it and making money off of it and then Damn. manipulating us. So, okay, I know. It's like a big, this is a big top level yeah. scam and bummer. So I want to finish up with my third and final scam. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've covered how Facebook taking our data is a scam. We've covered how propaganda scams us. Final thing is internships. Okay. Because in this documentary, <laughs> they focus on one woman, Brittany Kaiser, for the yes. most part. Yes. Um, and her being like crucial to being a whistle whistleblower and giving out information about Cambridge Analytica. And they follow her and she's very like, I mean, I don't know if you felt this way in the documentary she's very like wish-washy about how she feels morally and she's, well, she was just going back and forth yeah um and she's like an interesting character um and one of the things she says is that she was inter like she was interning for the obama campaign and like wanted to work for human rights and uh non-profit groups and then ended up working for this company that worked for the gop yeah yeah and joined the nra and stuff and so and one of the reasons she says why is she's like, they would never pay me anything on yeah. the other side yeah. because internships are a scam. Yes. <laughs> Don't work for free. Okay. Because like we're doing right now. Uh, I have some data. It's not important. I feel like this is such an obvious thing. Obvious thing. No, it's great. Um, I love data. But it's essentially like the Fair Labor and Standards Act, the federal law says you, it's only an internship. It's only an unpaid internship. Companies can only offer you an unpaid internship if they meet every single one of these facets. Okay. Um, they have to be similar in the type of training you would get at a vocational school. Oof. Okay. So they have to be training you to do something and giving you skills. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to be to your benefit and not necessarily to the benefit of the company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are like written in law, yeah. which is insane because I've never had an internship. No. This is true. Okay. Your employer cannot get any immediate advantage from having you there. What? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what you're there to help people. You cannot take the job of someone that they would normally have to pay. What? You are, uh, you're not necessarily promised a job at the end of your internship. That's fine. Um, and both you and the employer both understand that you aren't being paid, which is something that like is established up front. But our first like bunch of facets to yeah. me have never been qualified no. in internship. Right. So so Brittany Kaiser, despite her uh, problems uh, for problematic uh, life, uh, to a certain extent was scammed by not being able to be paid by internships. Uh. And so she was led into a vulnerable position. And then my follow up theory is I just think that um, Alexander Nix, who was the head of this company, Cambridge Analytica, who is obviously like an expert in psyops and propaganda like emotionally manipulated Britney. I think she I think she was like a little bit in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, watching this documentary from a woman's perspective, you're like, you know, she sees his text message and she's like, he just actually he just texted me. And yeah. You see her get all flurry yeah. and you see like yeah. you can tell that she this guy is sort of seductive 
intellectually to her too and really respects her and knows that she's powerful and can help him. And I think, yeah, when you are in a position where she explains in the movie that she had to immediately support her whole family because her parents Mm -hmm. were hit really hard and lost their home. And so if you're in this like desperate situation and somebody goes, I value you, here's how much I value you and I want you in my team and you are smart, it does impress you. Yeah, and I I think it's different to be like, he probably did this too, like what you're saying. Like, I value you. I think you're really smart. I think you can work hard for us and make us achieve things. But he also was like, I'm going to get you drunk and mm-hmm. change. Yes. And I'm going to be really nice creepy to way. you. Yes. And I'm a powerful, somewhat good-looking, very charismatic man. And she is like not traditionally good-looking. I thought she was fine. I thought she looked she like Anna Delvey. <laughs> she did yeah, look like I mean, Anna Delvey. Not- yeah, I was like, look at these scammy girls. But you, I mean, I guess I just, if Maybe I were in her position, feel. I probably wouldn't feel super secure about myself in the yes. world she was in. Um, you know, the way she's like, like spraying on her Coco Mademoiselle. Mm-hmm. It's to like, feel it feels connected to it. Like oh, she had deep insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I can see that. And you know, this guy can see it. Yes. And he's like, you know, you need to pay for your family. You're working in an internship that doesn't pay you. So you're resentful. <sighs> like, and here I am going to save you. And then she gets involved in this mm. situation. And, and she's you very could see good at her, her job. You could see her in this documentary going through this, like, like, I don't know what's right and wrong. Uh, you know, I felt like I was a part of this family, this relationship. But in reality, like, I did a terrible mm, thing yeah. on a big, giant, scammy level. Also, um, she sort of was afraid. She kept being like, well, I'm going to leave the country. And then she got, like, yeah. stuffed when she booked a ticket. Like, yeah. she's try. I feel it in her heart she's she wants to be good, but then still her actions were like, I'm going to try to do what's easiest for me as well. Like, she yeah. was sort of trying to get around things because I... I think, and I think this happens with a lot of people that are very intelligent. They go like, I can think my way out mm-hmm. of this. And it's yeah. like, no, sometimes you just got to follow the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you are maybe the smartest person in the room, but at the end of the day, you just have to pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes like, I don't know, we do a lot of things to be liked. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, she probably was like, oh, these people like me. And yes. She also was the job. only girl in the room a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. And she was the only girl on a board speaking, like whenever yeah. they did these interviews. And yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think she it's, complex it's very telling that we have this elaborate like like giant world scam that we cannot grasp and we feel like you often get overwhelmed by these things like you know like climate change you're like no what am i gonna do but i think it's very telling that the ceo of this company was like many of our con men yes and she is like a typical victim and so to me like i don't think she's particularly a nice or great person based on some of the stuff that she's done but like I also empathize with her and I'm like, I see how you got scammed mm-hmm. and you represent all of us because we all got fucking scammed. And she scammed people too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. She was like trained, right? Yeah. This was complicated, guys. It was, And it's also sort of like after watching the documentary, I was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I kind of feel like, so at the end, so one of the lead characters in the documentary we didn't talk about that sort of spurred all of this was yes. a guy who went because Cambridge Analytica, I guess, was a British company. Yes. He went to England and hired a lawyer to then sue them or request documents from them. England has tougher uh, uh, data, personal yeah. data, but data also laws it had than to be, we do. If it was their comp, if it was established in that country, it had to be their yeah. legal system. Yes. Yes. He couldn't like get an American lawyer to correct. do it. Yeah. Correct, correct. But it's also just more beneficial yes. because they have tougher laws. And so the whole and the whole thing ends up is that he's and he sort of got all this attention for being somebody that wanted to actually say where is my information going, and at the end of this, it turns out that there aren't laws. No. applicable to this yet because this has never mm-hmm. happened before. No, no. So it's such a bummer at the end of the documentary as 
I was like, well, I'm still going to go on Instagram <laughs> and I'm still going to have my shit stolen. <laughs> well, and I, th- I think the moral uh-huh. of the story is don't go on Facebook, though, and get your parents to get <laughs> yeah. off Facebook. Well, yeah, my mom's not on it, thank God. Yeah. Um, right? Also, life hack. Uh, if you want to make sure that you're not being fed propaganda, follow people that you don't necessarily mm. agree with. And I think for us, right, we're the liberal elite and we're mm. crazy. Um, and we would never like stoop so low to talk to people who we think are dumber than us. That the, these are all that's all the propaganda critiques, by the way. But um, going online and like following like Ted Cruz or following a politician who you don't agree with, you will then Facebook and Instagram will start feeding you the other side's propaganda. And that's a really good way for us to understand mm-hmm. what's fully going on. Totally. Well, thank you, Kate, for this awful and depressing scam. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Kate, you're amazing. So uh, I think I hope I explained it well. No, this is great. Thank you, thank you for your okay. research. But I also think that this is, yeah, thank you for your research. I also think this is like a very long ongoing process because yeah. still they're trying to figure out how to, is our data our own? Do how do you regulate it? I, yeah, I think you just have to be like more of a tougher person in deciding what you're going to take. We have to be more educated users for sure. And also support more banana production. Mm-hmm. Also give us Absolutely. Money. Guys, we are 100% not a scam. We can argue as to why. I will send you propaganda as to why we're not a scam. Look, we'll send you uh, t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Morebanana.com slash crowdfund. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for... Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I I love your show. I love we helping love you. you. I love helping you make your show, and I'm happy. To Thanks be for being our pod thank mom. You, mm-hmm. And You're Kate, welcome. where can people find you? Oh boy, I'm um, at More Banana Podcasts okay. anywhere and everywhere, or morebanana.com. And the other podcasts you host? Oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Uh, I host a podcast called There Will Be Porn, where we recap vintage porn. It's me and another, it's my childhood best friend, so another mm-hmm. lady. Um, it's very fun. And then I host another one called World Stealers, where we write fan fiction and then produce it into radio dramas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and that's all on More Banana Network. Yeah, they're all here. That's great. Oh, thanks though. so much, Kate. Yay. Thanks, guys. And um, as always, as you read before, we will respond to your emails and Twitter messages and texts because we're obsessed yeah. with you. Um, Scam Wild Podcast on all the things. Yes. And then always, our hot tip hotline is 347-509-9414. All right. Thanks, okay. guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.